Welcome to Tech Talks in 20. I'm Michael Logan. And I'm Ginger Conlon. In this week's episode, we're going to focus on the Human Values Report that was published recently. And joining us later will be Cam Smith, who is our PM of WEM. And we're going to talk about how those valuable insights from the interviews and the studies that we do turn into product later. But before we get there, I just wanted to mention and highlight that there are there are a ton of reports out there. And we understand as a contact center that we need to be doing the homework and the legwork and going out and finding out what's important to the end user. Right, Ginger? Absolutely. I mean, we have several studies where we have talked to, in this case, the human values report. We've talked to the agents. We have coming out soon uh, the state of customer experience where we've talked to consumers and customer experience leaders. Uh, we have the connected customer experience where we have talked to primarily to consumers, but also to an extent to, to customer experience leaders. So really kind of covering the market and getting a sense of what's important, how that uh, aligns and is diff and, and differs between the different communities within the you know our, t- our total customer experience world. Yeah, and it's it's extremely valuable for us, right? Because we need to get that feedback. As I mentioned earlier, it's the it's without that feedback, we don't we're not putting out the right product. We're not putting the right technology in front of those users and providing the right technology for customers to get the right answers, right? I mean, it's it's really about making sure that we're hitting the marks and making sure we're getting the information from the front lines. Absolutely. And sharing it back with the front lines so that they can learn for, from it and take action themselves on, you know, maybe updating their strategies, updating their technology, whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. This, this, that, the value of these studies goes beyond just what our product offers. We do it for ourselves, but it, it is, it is nice to know that we're sharing that. And it really is valuable for any contact center, regardless what platform you're on. So Ginger, let's talk a little bit about the human value report. We've talked about this already, but what exactly is it? Uh, Michael, so we we looked at what agents value. We did a study of nearly 17,000 agents globally to see what they value most. And then by learning that, you can, as a contact center leader, better understand how to uh, manage your agents, how to motivate and retain those high value agents. Um, we looked at the difference between high performers and average performers, and we pulled out some interesting information. So for example, the highest performing and the most engaged contact center agents value personal responsibility above all else. And what makes this stand out is that um, there are 56 values. Uh, when you look at groups, that is hardly ever in the top 10 of any group that you know, have some commonality. So personal responsibility basically is they want to get things done. They like to check off boxes. They like to take care of things, be really in charge of getting things done. And then what we, when we ask those top performers what they love, hate, and wish was different about their job as a contact center employee, They said that they love learning new skills, advancement opportunities, and compensation opportunities. They hate the time pressures, the inconsistent expectations, sometimes health and safety concerns, for example, the stress of being a contact center agent, being sedentary. Um, And not surprisingly, they wish that they had clearer expectations, that they had opportunities for more relationships, relationship building in their job, and 
that they had more increased support. So if you look at how those things connect, you're seeing that they enjoy learning new skills. They want that support that could lead to advancement opportunities that could lead to compensation opportunities. And then we ask them, well, what else do you enjoy about your job as a contact center employee? And the number one thing globally was learning new skills. So you've got, you know, they love it. They want to do more of it. Learning technologies was also really high. And of course, winning performance awards and bonus opportunities for bonus compensation, no surprise. But if you think about it as a contact center leader in this time when new technologies are, are you know, keep knocking at the door, you've got this opportunity to take advantage of those because you've got a staff who wants to learn. They want to deliver better customer experience. They want to have an opportunity for advancement. So these things kind of all come together. Now, we're also uh, just about to launch a study called the State of Customer Experience. And we found out that one of the challenges that CX leaders are facing is aging technology and maintaining workforce engagement. So those are two of their top uh, challenges. And these kind of mesh with what we're seeing in human values as like an opportunity gap. Well, you brought up a, a real important part at the end there, and it almost sounds like you're talking about workforce engagement management. So on that, we've invited Cam Smith. Cam Smith is our product manager for WEM here at Genesis. And Cam, you've been listening to this. What, what You probably see, this is probably exactly what you're seeing in your studies. And it, you probably have, you know, it, it's not labeled as a workforce engagement management study, but I'll introduce Cam. Cam, what, what do you think about some of the things you're hearing here and how that's related to the things you've worked on over the last several years? Yeah, absolutely, Michael. Nice to be here, by the way, and very much so. So we, we spend a lot of time with organizations every week uh, researching the actual users and, and the people who do those jobs in, inside those centers every day. And, and one of the bigger feedback elements is, especially around the employees, relates. We, we hear the same message from a user research perspective as well. We summarize that as sort of three core pillars. So that, that sense of alignment, uh, that sense of belonging. So making sure that you belong to the community and you feel part of the team and part of that working environment. And especially, especially relevant when the employee is working remotely. Uh, it's a huge element to that. But then uh, listening to you, Ginger, talking about that sense of growth. So the employee having that ability to project into the future where their career is going. Uh, a lot of employees in contact centers didn't really want to start out that way and, and also probably have career progression requirements. They want, they want to be managers. They want to be leaders. They want to be driving into other areas of the business. And um, we see a lot of that user feedback. And, and what that relates back to is, is things like development plans and, and, and personalization of those, because not every employee wants to be the superstar. Uh, some employees like to be the, be the good performers, but, it, but at the end of the day, everyone's got their own plan and, and leveraging that technology and working with their supervisors, working with the people who are coaching and developing them to help them succeed on that plan, that drives great customer experience performance. And, and whether that be whatever the KPI is, uh, that alignment back to whatever the organization's goals is, is really core. And uh, using technology to drive that is, is really effective at getting you to, to whatever that North Star is for that employee and the organization itself. Any particular tools stand out more than others in terms of workforce engagement? 
Yeah, I think so. I think you've, you do have to build that development learning track for the employee. And uh, if you imagine the employee coming into your business for the first time, uh, they're learning products, they're learning tools, they're learning systems, they're learning technology. Uh, in some environments, they're even learning how to talk to the customer the right way, uh, using the right sentiment and empathy and expressing that empathy at the right time based on the interactions that are occurring. Uh, so that's the first one. So, so building out that onboarding plan and, and using the learning and training and development tools to be able to drive that forward. But then that also reaches a point of personalization. So once they're through that initial onboarding, uh, once they're settled into that role, then the employee themselves will, will go down a personalized road. Uh, some of them perform in certain ways. Some of them are very good at certain things. And, and there may be other elements of their job and their role that, that they need to work on. And, and they can work alongside their team leader and the coaches and the other supporting staff in that environment to help them with that. The other piece that's really critical there is really around performance overall. So uh, contact center performance is usually something that's usually highly measured, but also bringing that to the employee through things like gamification and uh, through that through that rewards recognition recognition uh, process of actually um, measuring not just the just the performance but also celebrating that success using things like leaderboards to drive some friendly com uh, competition tying rewards mechanisms to that uh, you spoke earlier about compensation but um, things like prizes gift cards uh, days off extra days off uh, lunches and dinners with the CEO. Uh, we see lots of different ways of rewarding and recognizing employees through things like gamification as well. You know, it, it's interesting you, you talk about um, all this. When we talk about it, technology, it doesn't seem, you know, that the focus for us as a contact center solution being around all these things that revolve around, you know, compensation and, and how we support that agent in this way. So just like what are some of the most common misconceptions and missed opportunities when it comes to WEM based on some of uh the things that you're learning to a lot of organizations these these things are relatively new concepts also in a lot of organizations these were seen as the sort of the hr side of the business these are what we expect our human resources team to be able to manage and uh, if you're running a customer experience center at scale maybe thousands tens of thousands of employees you really need to wrap a big program around that uh, one of the big misconceptions is it's difficult uh, it's not that difficult to get started. And uh, in a lot of organisations, you have the working pieces that you need. Uh, it's really just the workflow and that, and that personalisation that is missing. So uh, a lot of organisations have a training platform. A lot of organisations have that uh, development capabilities, but then also measure the KPIs as well by lifting those things into personalised development plans, gamification from a, from a measurement and rewards and recognition perspective. Uh, that step is actually not a, not a difficult step to make. Yeah, you talk about it being all separate pieces. That's key to it. And you talk about the how we how we can bring that together in a single interface. That's really key to 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 making sure that development's successful, right? Yeah, um, because the employee is a single person, and 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 they look at themselves in a three sixty degree view. So um, while they're there to service the customer uh, and help them, there is there is that sort of off cue element to that. There is their own development, their own performance, uh, their own their own world around them. Uh, their family and, and everything they interact with. So bringing that, bringing that off interaction experience in a, in a much tighter environment um, and giving the employee the tools in a very centralised way so that they can see their, themselves in, in, in how the organisation sees them definitely does allow for the right conversations to be had, conversations around personal development, conversations around career progression, 
conversations about rewards and recognition when, when they are doing superstar things. Uh, very, very important to address things like employee attrition, which we know is a, is a huge challenge around the world. So. Yeah, you brought up a really good point there. It's it's not about, at the beginning, you talked a little bit about, it's not just what's occurring when they're on those important interactions. It's everything around everything. it. You brought, it's that 360 degree part of it. It's, it's, you know, what do I need to do off cue? How am I managing my life away from those interactions? And whether that's personal or business related, we ha- you have to have, you have to maintain control of that. It's not just making sure they're in the right status at the right time. Nope, it's definitely not. Right. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. And that drives the engagement that drives um, that, that sense of belonging, which I spoke about at the very start. That's how you get that community spirit. And we find, especially with remote employees, uh, from a user research perspective, uh, they, they really they really strive to sort of have that sense of community. Uh, everyone's used to the contact centres and the, the CX centres being a, a sort of group activity. Uh, lots of people in the same facilities, lots of people in the same room celebrating that success and, and the water cooler conversations and the, the conversation you have to your peers side by side. Uh, they're still, still very, very important to drive that engagement. And, and if you can do that in a constructive environment with tools like video, for example, and, and having video-based coaching and development is, an, is another great tool to, to really try to drive that engagement for the employee because that sense of belonging is super, super important to their engagement results. So, so let's go back to the tools a little bit. Because at the state, in the State of CX report, we found that CX leaders pointed to predictive analytics, agent-assist technology, and quality management and workforce optimization as being the, the customer experience features that are most valuable for enhancing customer service and support. And so, you know, we're talking about all the ways to support agents, and a lot of them are that human touch you know, the tap on the shoulder, the all, the gamification, all the things that you've just been talking about. And sometimes it's AI, you know, yes. and, and technologies helping, helping them get the information they need when they need it, get some of that in the moment coaching. Camera, where are most companies on, on the maturity curve in terms of using these different technologies and especially AI to help support their agents? Yeah, I think especially especially for new starters and people who are onboarding into roles, um, it can be a little bit daunting. You, you've, you've had four weeks worth of training. Now you've been thrown in front of a customer and and please, please use all the skills that you've, you've been taught to sort of engage them. Um, one of the newer pieces of technology is that ability to assist them while the interaction is actually occurring. So uh, historically, you would have had supervisors listening to calls, coaching them sort of side by side, whispering in the employee's ear for, if it's a voice call on things to say and how to, and how to navigate that interaction. That can now be assisted through things like um, agent assist, where you have that ability to not just listen to the customer and what the customer saying but that ability to look for look up knowledge management systems and actually surface that information to the employee um, depending on your product structure and your conversational structure that you're having with your customers that could be quite a complex environment so having an ai-based tool that's able to look up that information for the employee and present that while the employee is focused on servicing the customer is one element of that but then also once the interaction is resolved the team leaders and the supervisors themselves seeing, you know, what is the overall sentiment of the customers who are engaging with this employee? What are the topics the employee is having? Is the employee compliant to whatever processes that we have? Is the employee expressing empathy, for example, is another great way of actually measuring that success. And, 
And then that folds back into that traditional quality management process of, of reviewing interactions and reviewing conversations and, and seeing if that knowledge and information for that employee that we've transferred to them through learning and development is actually making its way to the customer. But that AI tool in the middle, definitely uh, during the moment where it matters, uh, especially at scale, is, is a great way of actually coaching every employee as they go through that. Now, if you're a veteran and you've been doing this type of work for five years, you may not leverage those tools as much as possible, but you can also help through making sure the right knowledge articles are there, making sure that you're transferring that knowledge and that wisdom that you have gathered over those years back to those new employees because um, those new employees, they're the ones that really need that assistance as those interactions are playing through. You're saying AI needs human interference? I, I don't get it. That doesn't make Absolutely. sense. Well, <laughs> exactly. And, and sometimes... Sometimes training uh, the AI models actually needs some human element to that. And especially when we talk about things like knowledge, because as you'd imagine, most, most organizations have ingrained knowledge in people's brains and, and that needs to see the surface of the light of day so that the AI model can actually take that information and transfer that through. Uh, one of the most common things we do see now is we see, especially those senior employees that have been uh, high tenured and long tenured in their roles, they're the ones that are picking up responsibility for process design, customer engagement design, uh, knowledge management contribution, all those sorts of elements because they do have that ingrained wisdom uh, over many, many years of doing this work and, and transferring that wisdom across to uh, new employees, either new employees to the role or new employees to the company, uh, very much part of that process of improving. And, um, and that, is, that is one of the biggest steps that you can make as an organisation from a maturity curve perspective is is really changing the way employees actually engage with customers through things like knowledge management and AI. Yeah, it's interesting too, because that kind of closes the loop when we started talking about how agents are really looking for opportunities for advancement. And then right. one of them is actually helping you train AI and use all these technologies like the Knowledge Management Center to help their colleagues you know, get up to speed and stay up to speed and learn. So it's, it, it, it creates like a great virtuous cycle. Yeah, it does. And as you imagine, distribution curves are a thing when it comes to people and performance as well. So you do have, you do have really high performers, and you do have really low performers, and you have sort of everyone in the middle from a grouping perspective. The wisdom, the knowledge, the, the, way, the way that employee, the high employee goes about it, capturing that information, sharing that information, distributing that out to other employees in the forms of training, education, coaching, guidance, uh, all those things are really important because that wisdom that a high performer has could just be the way they use a system or the way they do a workflow or the way they have a conversation with a customer to get those outcomes that's a trainable event and it's a great career path for someone who has really achieved a high mark in their, in their profession uh, to then transfer that knowledge across to other employees. And uh, it's a great sign of maturity from the employee, but also a great sign of maturity from the company to allow the employee to sort of transfer that knowledge through things like development and training. And, and I hear one thing there that kind of stands out. There's always the fear that AI and machine learning will replace contact center employees, but we, what we're saying here is that it truly can't. You have to have that human intervention. You have to have that. There still needs to be, well, while it'll offload some of the work, there's always work to be done, right? There's always work to be done. There's always improvements to be made. And, and, and you will see AI's role in that process is to be a little bit more efficient, uh, also be a little bit more accurate because humans do make errors a lot. And, and that's, that's actually quite common. 
But then that human element of the training and the development of the AI itself, the, the coaching of the AI, in a lot of cases, these are machine learning models that need to be trained. Uh, that initially, that initial step definitely does come from the human, uh, the human side of that, and and that can only come with experience and wisdom and knowledge. To kind of wrap things up, just real quick, of the report that you saw, the um, was there anything that stood out as a surprise to you? Was there something that you came back as a moment you're like, oh, wish I'd have known that before. Um, I think in a lot of cases, validating things that we'd already done from a user research perspective. I think you know we're spending we're spending three to four hundred hours a month. Uh, talking to people like employees and team leaders and supervisors and understanding exactly what's happening there. Uh, I think what was great from a study perspective is that we saw a lot of very similar themes, which was great. And, and that's really allowed us from a product perspective to really focus in on user needs and, and really about making sure we build those tools to solve those problems. So if anything, the, the report itself was a great way of actually validating our, our level of understanding, but also giving us some powerful ways of actually moving forward as a, as a, as a product house. Outstanding. Outstanding. And, and more and more important because according to State of CX, headcounts are growing. 65% of CX executives say their headcounts are growing over the next 12 months. Yeah. And nearly half say they'll be adding about 50% more contacts in their seats. That's a lot, a lot of employees to engage with these tools. So yeah, how do we make that? We want to make that as easy and as make easy that transition as possible. As possible. Exactly right. Yep. Make exactly that right, Michael. Right. Get them onboarded quickly. And and again, it's about managing not just time that they're on those interactions, but it's all the time. Helping them manage their lives as well and giving them the information they need to be successful. And that's the things that came up on the study. You know, an informed agent is an agent that's going to make the best decisions. And we've we've learned that time and time again. We'll learn that time and time again. I, I will absolutely agree with you there, Michael. It's, uh, it, it's something that keeps popping up and something that we continue to work on. So. Great. Well, Cam, thanks so much for joining us no today. Problem. Thanks for all the great insights. Great to be here. I'm sure we'll hear from him again. Oh, we definitely have to have Cam back because today was terrific. Yeah, some of the things I picked up from, from this conversation and I, I really, really enjoy listening to Cam talk about where the future of our product's going. And it's really driven on what we're finding out from our users. And we hear that time and time again about being able to have a, a platform that has training involved in it because we're all involved in some form of training, regardless of what role we serve at a company, there is a training and a knowledge management, a, a training uh, provider there to help us manage that. Now, also driving that training, driving uh, someone through gamification, and that should go across the board as well. I mean, I wish in my role, I wish, uh, Ginger, you and I were competing in Tech Talks in 20 for better <laughs> comments. I think, I think you're gonna win. You always have the data that I don't have. <laughs> what did you find? Well, well, you know, along with what you're saying, Cam pointed out some technologies that I think are really great for supporting your agents. So that AI-based agent assist set of tools, knowledge management tools, quality management tools. And the cool thing about uh, some of these tools, especially the AI-based ones, is they create this virtual cycle like we talked about earlier, where your senior most and your, your high, highest skilled agents are helping to train the AI but they're also helping to train, um, which helps to train, you know, newer folks. But that, but they're also doing that in person as well. So you're creating this virtuous cycle of them getting. One of the things that the Human Values Report showed was that they want uh, to advance in their career, and so this gives them an opportunity to do that while they're helping bring along their colleagues, which creates a better, you know, experience internally, but also creates a better customer experience because you get 
more and more people having uh, agents specifically having the knowledge that they need uh, through these tools and through this these in-person interactions. You know, as as Cam pointed out, alignment, belonging, and growth are these three pillars of the employee experience, and that aligns so closely with the Human Values Report in terms of agents want to progress in their career. They they want to they enjoy learning. You know, so as he said, working with them to create those development plans and then you know, using the technology to support that. Yeah, and just one last point before we wrap things up for today. The the piece that I hear a lot from customers that I talk to is, and it, it, they don't necessarily vocalize it, but there is, and this is this is a longstanding, you know, I hate to word, use the word fear, but there's this longstanding feeling that AI is gonna replace me at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about uh, ways in which AI has improved our context, and we try to make sure that it's improved and enhanced and, and improve accuracy. And that, that that was key for me, just that it doesn't necessarily mean that you're being replaced just because we're using AI maybe to offload some of the um, more repetitive interactions that we have with our customers, or we're using AI to get more accurate forecasting. It doesn't mean we're replacing folks with AI. It just means that we're enhancing it and we're getting better. That's what I liked hearing. I was like, it's not a... It's not a way to, to uh, remove you from the equation. It's just getting better equations and better results. That was yeah, awesome. yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's nice to see how the human touch and the technology touch need to need to go hand in hand. That's right. That's right. And so, as we close this week's episode of Tech Talks in Twenty, I want to thank everyone for listening and hope you were able to take away something from today's topic. Before we leave you, we want to remind you to be sure to take advantage of the resources listed below on genesis.com. There will be a link to the human values report that we talked about, the state of customer experience, and lots more. They expand on today's topic and we'll leave you with some additional information. Also, be sure to click subscribe to get notified on previous and new episodes of the podcast. And please feel free to share with your colleagues and friends. We'd love that. Again, thanks for listening today and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20.